BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Appreciate that a lot, but it is a lot better to do it in person, I think. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. Um, COVID really uh, messed up on that one, huh? They tried to get me. <laughs> Couldn't take me over. We're built different. Yeah, I, they tried to get in there. I was like, no thanks. Um, it did get in there. It did it get in me. Didn't, yeah. Yeah. It just but didn't, uh, I beat no. COVID. We all beat COVID. Indeed. We are. We can now put that in our bios. Yeah. Resume builder. Resume builder. <laughs> Do I get a t-shirt or something? Beat COVID? Beat the COVID. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Do I've I get always, anything? That always makes me laugh when people call it the COVID. It just it sounds funny. The COVID virus. Yeah. Anyway. Do I get a shirt? No. Do you want a shirt? Yeah. <laughs> okay, You're not well, even wearing a shirt right now. Go on Custom Ink. It's a sweatshirt. Peyton is not wearing a shirt right now. Go on sweatshirt and shirt. Go on Custom Ink and make yourself a overpriced custom shirt. I don't want to do all that. <laughs> well, then you're not getting a shirt. Dumb. They should give you one. <laughs> a shirt for free. Anyway, we are back. And uh, yeah, better than ever. Back in the studio and back with some uh, MLB stuff, guys. We're going to start there. Um, some awards have been given out in the last uh, couple of days. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we're going to, we're going to start there. We're going to start out with the hitters guys, the silver sluggers. Um, you know, I, I won't, I won't go through, like, I won't read all of them one by one. I'll let you guys kind of take care of, of talking about who you think the winner or the best, maybe best and worst decisions, um, for who was deserving of a silver slugger who perhaps was not, um, then yeah, dive right into it. What are we thinking? Uh, one that absolutely should have uh won a silver slugger but didn't was trey turner trey turner uh lost it to fernando tatis and uh yeah that was an absolutely egregious decision in my opinion uh trey turner was much better the entire year uh tatis or tatis whatever uh was fantastic for the first half of the year but the second half of the year he was nowhere near uh Trey Turner's level so I thought that was a really bad decision yeah I agree with you Trey Turner played 59 out of 60 games this season he was the league leader in hits with 78 uh tied he was tied with four triples this season I think he was tied with Kyle Tucker with that one um he hit 335 394 on base 588 slugging his OPS was 982 this guy there's no there's not gonna be an all-star team and it's if Fernando Tatis's name was Michael Rodriguez, there was no way this guy is winning it. He's winning it purely off of swagger and his name and how the way he acts when he plays. Uh, Trey Turner was robbed of this. He was robbed of being in the MVP race. Mm-hmm. And for a guy who had who had 335, 394, and 588, that's batting average on base slugging, and he's not going to get a single accolade for yeah. this season. Even yeah. though it's a small sample size season, Trey Turner deserves a lot more than what he was given. Yeah, Trey Turner is definitely a victim of the team he was on this year. I think if the Nationals had been good enough to even just make the playoffs, him and Juan Soto both uh, would be getting a lot more recognition than they're getting right now. Juan Soto won 
uh, Silver Slugger, but that was just because he absolutely could not have been denied of one. I mean, he was the best hitter in baseball this year, but Trey Turner also is a victim of this, and it's a real shame that, like Kenny said, he's part, he may not get any accolades this year. So Trey Turner robbed at the you know AL third base. Who do you guys think oh, maybe shortstop? Shortstop, sorry. Um, who do you guys think you know was the most like I'll just say obvious like candidate? I know I know you mentioned Juan Soto. It was impossible to not give him one. Are there were there any other guys where like this is just a lock or was you know were were most picks kind of disputed or was it pretty even amongst uh, the candidates? I think Marcelo Zuna was kind of like an easy pick, mm-hmm. but it was kind of weird because the we know the National League had a DH this year, so it was like an easy extra silver slugger because I don't think there there's never ten silver or there's never nine silver sluggers in the National they League. They do. They just oh, they give one to the pitcher. pitcher. Yeah. yeah. So this is the first time a DH in the National League won it, mm-hmm. and Marcelo Zuna is really a left fielder, but his fielding percentage is awful, so they had to put him at DH this year. Yeah. But I think that was pretty cool. I don't think he would have won it if. They did if they didn't have a DH this year. He wouldn't have won it in. Left I'm pretty field. sure that would have been. Yeah, is Juan Soto. Juan Soto was left. Yeah, Juan yeah. Soto would have honestly just stolen that. There was no way. Yeah, Juan Soto, Marcelo Zuna was really obvious, and Mookie Betts as well was also really obvious. Mookie Betts was just his typical self. I mean, there was no, there was absolutely no way. I mean that Mookie Betts was not going to win one this year. He was fantastic this year. And, um, yeah, I don't really think – I think you could, for all of the other ones, you could have an argument for it. Like uh, NL catcher was Travis Darnode. I think an argument could be made for Wilson Contreras or JT Real Muto. But uh, for the most part, it was pretty disputed, I think. It, yeah, it's a tough award sometimes. A lot of it's based on average. Tim Anderson wins it, like, almost every year since he's been – you know, at his elite level, just because he's a single merchant. Mm-hmm. He's just blooping every Texas leaguer into right field. And um, I think the cool thing that stands out is that the White Sox and the Braves just swept this. Oh, yeah. There were like four White Sox and four Braves on that both won, or like four on each side that won yeah, the Silver the, Slugger. The White Sox had Anthony Rizzo that's afraid to field win it at first. Uh, Kyle Schwarber <laughs> that can't field uh, and left won it. Uh, Javier. It's not about fielding, though. This is about hitting, <laughs> and these guys are better than I'm your Cubs players. It. I'm going to let you know that. And uh, singles merchant wannabe Javier Baez, Tim Anderson. I don't think he wants to be Javier Baez, who barely got to 200 year, this year. COVID threw there his was nothing there. Off. He's not good at hitting. <laughs> He's not good at hitting. Whatever. You're just ignoring two of the previous three years because he had one bad, unusual shortened season. Okay, Javier Baez is fine. Were there any guys that you maybe, if if you had been told, you know, at the beginning of the year, this guy's going to win a silver slugger, you would have been like, like heck no. Like, Donovan Solano? Travis Darno. Uh, Travis Darno. Both too. of those guys. It um, was just a weird season because a lot of people would be slowing down right about now. Like, mm-hmm. at 60 games, this is like, you're hitting the dog days of the summer. People are going to come down. We saw Charlie Blackman fall so hard. Charlie Blackman mm-hmm. should have been on this list if he had just kept it up. Yeah. He had like a four, not 400, but he was in the high 300s for half of the season. Mm-hmm. And that's just. He was it, over 400 for about 30 games. 30 games, yeah. And they just fell. Mm-hmm. And um, it's weird. It's kind of inflated stats this year. A lot of it's probably not going to count that much in people's eyes. But I feel like there's a few snubs. And 
don't know. It's just weird. I was also uh, like Teoscar Hernandez, Salvador Perez, um, even Manny Machado. I wouldn't have expected to win a a silver slugger um, this season. It's just like Kenny said, it's an absolutely just weird year. Yeah, bizarre. And it, it, yeah, like a 60 game stretch. It's just like, like Kenny said, a lot of. A lot of these guys would probably be tapering off by about now. Yeah, it's fans or there's people on Twitter, there's people everywhere that want a season shortened. Mm-hmm. This is a good example that a season should not be shortened. Yeah, if it's going to shorten, it can go down to 140. Like I do not think it's it's worth this. Yeah, because, maybe a season's over at 140 games, but mm-hmm. it is not over right now. There was a lot of teams that could have moved. Yeah. We could we saw that in the NL East or the AL East and the AL Central. Mm-hmm. All right, um, we'll move on now to the. Uh, the other aspect of baseball, the defensive side, guys. The Gold Glove winners were also um, announced from a, from across the league. What are your guys, you know, general? I'll ask some specifics. But what are your guys' general thoughts on on the winners of that? Oh, this is this is a fluke. These Gold Gloves do not count whatsoever. Then the American League, Roberto Perez for the Cleveland Indians won it, and that's just ridiculous. Roberto Perez. No, 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 no. Very he, solid defense. They're catcher. making they're doing it based off flashy plays somehow because the two highest fielding percentages at catcher weren't even in the top 3 for the voting. Who are Christian Vasquez Christian and Christian Vasquez and Martin Maldonado. And they weren't even in the That's top 3 voting. That's what this is about. Your no, 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 no. Martin this is about the voting. But it just makes no sense whatsoever. And the Astros were snubbed of four <laughs> gold gloves this year. Four. I'm sorry for raising my voice, but four gold gloves. <laughs> and Evan White at first base. I watched every single Astros game this year. This guy made three years with against the Astros. You can you can fact check Maybe me. Maybe those right were now. his only three of the year. No, I'm sick okay. of it. Yuli Gurriel was snubbed because he's an Astro. <laughs> Carlos Correa had the the best fielding percentage of any shortstop this year and was snubbed. Who won it at short for them? For short in the American League was yeah. oh, J.P. Crawford. Crawford. They just Mariner. gave it to the Mariners because the Mariners aren't good enough to win. More than 20 games. Um, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa was a weird one to me as well. Uh, yeah. I feel it was just a weird year for What do you think League. of Alex Gordon winning? Oh, don't get me started. Before the show, I said Alex Gordon just won this. And you know why he won this? Why did he win it, Kenny? Because he retired. Watch the highlight reel. He made <laughs> one play where he was on his knees. He's The grass, he had no grass stains except for one game the whole year. Kyle Tucker... <laughs> had dirt stains on him because he was diving at the warning track. Another snub on the Astros. Well, um, Yeah, the Cubs had two winners somehow. I mean, Javier Baez I didn't think deserved it this year. I don't even remember who else was nominated with him, but Javier Baez was a pretty... I mean, just from what I remember watching, he was a bad defender this year. I don't know any of his metrics or anything. They must have made up like some new... I nerd, don't know. Nerd troll stats nerd, this year. Nerd troll Twitter stat. Yeah. His <laughs> into the gold gloves. plus WRC plus minus three His or X woba or whatever. Anthony Rizzo won it. That was not surprising to me. Um, and, yeah, it's just kind of like Kenny said. It's just a strange year I like when baseball. players win awards and they're not even on a team. Like uh, Colton Wong. Colton Wong won one. What yeah. team is he employed to? He's not. Not right now. He's a free agent. Yes. Thank God. And Rent- Renteria is, might win manager of the year. What team is he managing right now? None. None. <laughs> Maybe him and Colton Long should just start their own team. 
expansion. Winners as long that as don't... I never have to watch Colton Wong play against the Cubs again, He's play I will for the Cubs. not. No. Okay. Yeah, no, is. we will not. Who, who's the second baseman that's up for the Cubs right now that's off contract? Nico Horner or Jason Kipnis? Jason Kipnis is off too? Yes. Colton Wong is Jason Kipnis. No, he's not. (laughs) Isn't Colton Wong right-handed? I don't know, but Colton Wong is great defensively. Jason Kipnis is not. And, yeah, Colton Wong is one of the biggest cub killers I've ever seen. And he just annoyed annoyed me to no end. I'm so glad Colton Wong is out of this division, hopefully. That was the Wong answer at second base. (laughs) I had to make the joke. Um, The last thing I have to say about gold gloves is it is funny that Trent Grisham won a gold glove. Not many people know who Trent Grisham is, but he's the reason that the Nationals went to the World Series. Yeah, he is. He made an error as a Milwaukee Brewer. Yeah. This is 2019 on an easy grounder that Juan Soto hit to him. He could have saved the whole game if he just... Got the ball into his glove. Would have been the cruise. And he went past him. Series. And yeah. just because of that, it was like some magic that they would never take off these blue jerseys. Yep. The Nationals won the World Series. Yep. It is ridiculous. They put this guy on ESPN after he won, and I turned my TV off. <laughs> I'm di- my yeah. roommates that, changed the uh, channel. I'm disappointed. Yeah, we, we <laughs> may have hit. That upset? I'm very. I'm upset. Also, Max Fried won a gold glove, and I called him to win the Cy Young. So oh, Joey close. Gallo, your favorite player, won also one. Joey Gallo won one, and his fielding percentage was lower than last year. <laughs> yeah, explain that. Do you I think Joey Gallo will be up for Cy Young? With he the should be. Of the amount of strikeouts and outs he produces, it is immaculate. He would have been tenth in Cy Young voting in 2017. <laughs> Jeez. Wouldn't Yon Mankata have been like third? He would have been second. That was an depending on, depending on strikeouts that he had the same amount of strikeouts as Corey Kluber in 2017. Oh yeah, and just throwing this out there, Tucker Barnhart won in the NL. Oh yeah, I had no idea who. I knew who Tucker Barnhart was. I'm just shocked that he actually won it over glove. JT Real Muto. That's I know but JT Real Muto is starting to feel a bit overrated. Overrated. To me. Yeah. Yeah. This year wasn't the best that we saw of JT, mm-hmm. and especially. When he was in like the Marlins, like when he was with the Marlins and the talks of them trading him, and they were like, "Oh my gosh, this is going to be the greatest catcher of all time," and he just, to me, it doesn't look like he's really been there yet. And I don't think he's worth some of these contracts that people are talking about. No, I, I I'm kind of there with you. I, he's on like on paper, he's an absolute beast that you'd want to have. Like he's a great defender behind the plate. He's supposed to be a great uh offensive uh player but i just i don't know i'm kind of scared i would be kind of scared if i was a team in need of a catcher right now like if i was the mets i'd be a little wary about giving jt real muto like a five-year 125 million dollar contract he's not going to get that in this offseason because no this off season, yeah but COVID ruined it and it's going to be probably mm-hmm. a strike for yeah those baseball fans <laughs> similar the to 94 yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we might not even have a season. Yeah, the the Mets already are signing people to minor league deals. Like, well, we, they've been doing that forever. I know, but I mean, like, well, they're not they're, doing it anymore. It's we just can, free agents get off that know here. they're not. They don't have a chance of getting anything on the open market and are already taking minor league deals. It's going to be a mess of yeah. an off season. Well, like the Mets had Brody, and Brody was signing like all these players to minor league deals, and then. Not even having them as taxi squad players, which is like sending them back and forth. He's just having them play in the majors almost. And um, going off on that, Cohen uh, is Tariq? Not Tariq. <laughs> oh. 
What, what's Cohen's first name? Steve. Steve. Steve Cohen. Steve Cohen fired every single front office person that's yeah. important. Including Brody. Including Brody for the Mets today. Mm-hmm. And this team is going to be very, I don't know. I, I think they should make a 30 for 30 about this. Yeah, if this, they do something good off of it. That was call it the Miracle Mets, but like spin it somehow. Like yeah, something else Mets. They've been won a World Series since 1986. Yeah, it, has it really been? Yeah, it that has, was a Red Sox. They made, two, Bill they made it in 2000 and 2015, and they lost yeah. both times. Yeah, I think it only took Steve Cohen. I think about an hour, like after like the official like sale. Yeah, because like, he tweeted it's official. Yeah, and then had, like an a punctuation issue in his mm-hmm. tweet. Um, <laughs> yeah, John Heyman. Uh, and then an hour later, Brody was gone, and the rest of the Mets front office was gone. Yeah, the GM, two assistant GMs, and the executive director of player development all gone. So they're cleaning house, mm-hmm. it seems like. Yeah, this just feels like way too obvious of a Theo sit. Like the, I think the Mets are definitely going to be going for Theo or Theo. as our friend Theo Epstein. I know, I'm just yeah. letting the people know that. And what he's talking about. Tyler also mentioned one, our friend Tyler mentioned uh rick hahn as another name they could uh reach out to i mean that makes sense to me i mean he's not happy about having to get la russa in there so uh wait can he go there though rick hahn yeah he just leave i'm pretty sure he can what Uh, about um who was the guy that boston just fired dave dombrowski yeah uh i doubt the mets well not even as like the general manager just i don't know i don't know if dave dombrowski would do anything other than be a GM at this point. I know, I think it was also like the Angels were interested in Dave Dombrowski, but I don't know. I just, I'm not well versed in front office candidates that much. Um, I just, I just know that Theo and Rick Hahn make a ton of sense for the Mets. Going off of the Mets, we can spin it to Justin Turner, who's going to be a Met after this offseason and was a former Met why is he going to be a Met this offseason? Because he's going to be a cheap, easy third baseman that's reliable. Which is why he's probably going to resign. I do not think he's going to resign. I don't know. Where, where, the I mean, T almost killed all those Dodgers players. Let's talk about that right <laughs> now. Um, Justin Turner was not penalized for going out on oh, the yeah. field during Game 6 of the World Series after testing positive for coronavirus. Yeah, that was about the most ridiculous thing I'd ever seen yeah. happen. Apparently he had tested positive the day before, and they still let him play. And then they retested him? Yeah. yeah. And then he got pulled in the middle of the game, and he still went out to the field after they won. In his defense, Blake Trinan, uh, Dodgers, or now free agent reliever, said, oh, it's not like he just charged out there and surprised all of us. We all wanted him out there. Which, A, makes the Dodgers look stupid. Yeah, B, you almost have to say that, And B, yeah. But, I mean, B, that's still, like, Justin Turner and the Dodgers should be penalized then. Yeah. Like, this... So he... Go ahead. He just blatantly broke the rules. Yeah, so he was... He was playing, and then they were like, oh, he tested positive, like, during the game and just took him out? Mm -hmm. I almost feel like at that point, like... I don't know. It was definitely... It was the right thing to do to take him out, but it's almost like irrelevant at that point he's already playing he's already around all yeah his might teammates. as well just risk everyone no i'm just kidding well yeah no yeah i'm not trying to suggest I know he that, did that yeah i got coming you. out yeah. to celebrate yeah and, i mean if he's gonna come out to celebrate anyway there was no point in almost taking him out of the game like if you're if you're taking out of a world series game like if i'm in that situation i would be 
you know, far away cheering from a TV and then not running out because then I'd, I'd almost be more angry at myself for, well, why didn't I just keep playing? Or, you know, like I wouldn't, I don't think, he, that that was obviously a dumb decision for him to run out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 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 and I think a lot of it probably does come down to the players who didn't really care. But the thing you have to think about is that in the pictures, he's sitting next to Dave Roberts, and he's the manager for the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers, and he's in remission. Is he? Yes, yeah. he is in remission. Oh, he, I had no idea. Recent, like not recently, but in the last three years, I think, or f- three to five years, he had cancer, and he's Jeez. one of the most high risk people out there. And to just see that just makes me think of like, like they have no regard for anything. Yeah. Like the Dodgers do not care, and. For people to, like, say if he was suspended probably, like, 10 games next season, say that, and then they would say, well, there was no Astros player suspended. The Astros players were suspended for changing the game almost. They manipulated the game. Yeah. Justin Turner could have manipulated someone's life. Like, people were mad about Joe Kelly being suspended for throwing at the Astros. Mm Mm-hmm. He attempted almost attempting murder by throwing That's a hundred mile an hour fastball with a yes, deadly assault, weapon. With a deadly yeah. weapon by throwing a fastball at someone's head. So thinking about it, <coughs> voice crack. Um, <laughs> it's just kind of ridiculous. The uh, they suspended Yuli Gurriel for a f- hand gesture he did in the World Series in 2017. And there's that, a bit of context. There was a, there's a bit of gesture. context between like behind that hand gesture, but this is just ridiculous that we're in a pandemic. And that the a team didn't take it seriously and they weren't penalized for it. They yeah, I mean, thought they were in a pandemic. <laughs> I mean, it's tough, right? Because you know you don't ever want to like it's it's. I agree with you a hundred percent, Kenny. But I, I like the only tough thing about it is just it's like you know they just won the World Series. It's hard not to contain yourself. So I I understand, but yeah, it's it's you know it should have gotten COVID. Not even yeah. a, a game suspension, but just a fine. Yeah. And he should he like athletes have to know they just need to be more careful now and and you know the things that would be considered normal like running out in the field if you were injured and celebrating with your team after the game was over you know you got to you can't really do that stuff anymore and yeah there probably should have been some sort of penalty but you know it's just it's tough you got to you got to feel for him a little bit for obviously you know helping his team to that and not you know now being criticized for celebrating but winning the Mickey Mouse ring fair point fair point <laughs> Co- COVID, Mickey Mouse, bubble, ring that doesn't count? <laughs> You're going to risk all of your teammates for that? <laughs> um, shameful. Yeah. I I guess, uh, yeah, moving on from, from that, I guess uh, one more thing we'll dive into before we take a break. Uh, a bit of deja vu in the MLB, you guys, in the form of a, uh, a manager, a now two-time oh, Red yeah. Sox manager. Alex Cora. He's now back after his involvement in the sign-stealing craziness that ensued, um, you know, just nine months after he was formerly the manager of the Red Sox. He's back. He was rehired. Um, you know, what? What? Uh, obviously, the Red Sox didn't have, I, I don't believe they had the best season. And, no. their, you know, their manager, Ron Renneke, shout out former Brewers manager, Ron Renneke, is now gone. Old man. Alex Cora <laughs> is back. What do you guys think of this uh perhaps strange reunion between these two. I'm not shocked. Um, Alex Cora is still a great manager. He's kind of a jerk. <laughs> he, he tweeted something about the Astros after they lost to the Rays. Kind of ridiculous. This guy, like the Astros, gave him his start. Um, the sign stealing went from him, went from Houston to Boston. The Red Sox did in 2018. 
Other teams did it. You can read about it. It's going unshadowed. The Athletic writes about this stuff. But Alex Cora cheated on two different teams, won two rings. And if A.J. Hinch had re-signed with Houston, this would be blowing up the internet. It'd probably be bigger than all of sports news today. But because it's Alex Cora, it doesn't really matter. I just I don't really understand how this is like even really allowed. Like I think it's a bit ridiculous Alex Cora got to serve his suspension while unemployed. Uh and it's just I don't understand how more people aren't like up in arms about this. I re- because Alex Cora was like the mastermind behind yeah, the he- sign stealing scandal and now he just gets to come back to the Red Sox like it was almost like he opted out for the season for COVID. Like that's what that's basically what this turned into. I mean, and he basically served no punishment at all. He had to take a year off in the middle of a pandemic. Wow, what a punishment! Yeah, he gets to go to his his uh, mansion. Yep, and now he gets to just come back like nothing happened. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous, but people need to realize that like. These bench coaches and the smaller end coaches for major league teams are doing a lot more than you think. And especially in 2017, Alex Cora and even Carlos Beltran, who wasn't a coach, but he was just on the roster, mm-hmm. honestly just shadowing these coaches. Sure. They, they contributed a lot to the sign-stealing scandal. And Carlos Beltran was going to bring it to the Mets. Yep. I hate to break it to everyone, but the Mets would have been we're busted. Gonna cheat. We're gonna Mets are going to cheat. Now they're not going to because they can't. They're not going to get Carlos Beltran. Mm-hmm. That era's over. But um, you can get mad at the Astros. They were the first team to get caught. But to not accept that other teams did the exact same thing, especially Boston. There hasn't really been a real World Series since the <laughs> Cubs. I'll admit that. No. So there almost there almost seems like there's a wider problem in the MLB with dealing with this sort of thing. What with yeah. Justin oh, Turner? It's, it's not just it's not it's, even just confined to the, the Red Sox yeah. and Astros. I mean there are still the teams office. like like I mean the Brewers were suspected, the Rangers got suspected, the Phillies, even the, the Yankees, Royals got suspected. The Cardinals have had their issues. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not an issue with teams doing it. They're just they're advancing their play. They're making their, themselves better in any way they can without getting caught. It was a steroid era. Players were trying to get better and just be like the best they could. But thinking about it, the front office of the of Major League Baseball is not helping. Nope. This is these issues are going to continue as long as Rob Manfred is the commissioner of baseball. So yeah, because no one really respects Rob Manfred it feels they like. shouldn't. He didn't he didn't come down on this this scandal hard enough, I don't think, when it first broke out, especially on the Red Sox. Because the Red Sox did basically the same thing and had even the mastermind behind it. Mm-hmm. And now everyone has a job again. No if, one really suffered from it. And I mean, you, yeah. the Astros had to fire their manager and their GM, and now look at them. They just went to the ALCS. It really, like, nothing really came of it. Yeah. And, and you, so, yeah, teams are just going to be like, oh, we can just, whatever. If we get caught, it's not like Rob Manfred's going to do anything. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a situation where... It's almost like better to just keep kind of covering stuff up under the you know shadows rather than having teams be accountable for each other. They're just all gonna get away with doing it, you know. Even if not every team is doing it, if twenty teams are, it's almost better for the sake of the you know how many teams in the MLB thirty thirty. So the other ten teams to just cover it up for them and let that you know hide because it's not gonna matter. 
Yeah, if and that if, makes sense. if you think like certain teams didn't cheat, like the Boston Red Sox in 2018 and 2017, even before Cora was there, like it's not just stemming from the Astros. The yeah. Red Sox cheated before Cora was there. The like, there's just it's it's been going on for years. There's always going to be somebody trying to one up another team. Yeah, and if you don't think the Red Sox did it, tell me why they lost draft picks. Mm-hmm. There you go. Red Sox lost draft picks. That's not a fluke. They were taken away as a punishment. All right, that'll uh, I guess uh, about wrap it up for for a little bit. MLB. That was thirty minutes of baseball. Yeah, thirty minutes of baseball, baseball. just for you. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna kick it to a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about college football, um, particularly some uh, some Mizzou stuff. So you don't want to miss it. You're listening to the Unwritten Rule on KCOU 88.1 FM. Saturday in Columbia is KCOU Sports Saturday. Tune in right here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia for all day sports talk starting at 9 a.m. Cap off your sports Saturday with coverage of Mizzou football from the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Don't just Saturday, KCOU Sports Saturday. KCOU would like to shout out East Side Tavern. It's the bar that's bizarre. Downtown Columbia's best karaoke comedy club. With a huge selection of drinks and activities and themed nights every week, East Side is a solid place to hang out. Welcome, welcome back to the Unwritten Rule on KCOU 88.1 FM. Um, we are going to take a look at some uh, some college football outlooks right now. Um, guys, do we want to do want to start with Mizzou football or do we want to look more general? You guys pick the direction. Where should we go with this college football? Hey, do you want to talk about the Mizzou Florida game? Uh, yeah, we might as well. Turn my mic on! <laughs> Sorry, Ben. Yeah, we might as well just get it over with. Get it over with. Um, yeah, we'll dive into the uh, to the Mizzou-Florida game. Obviously, that is not this weekend. It is... Mizzou-Florida Mizzou played Florida last, last week. Oh, they played last weekend. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we um, watched the game I together. At, I looked at Florida-Georgia, and I just got like really confused on the general schedule. I had a minor brain fart there. Anyway, yeah. Mizzou-Florida was last weekend. Uh, yeah, a bit of an ugly game. Um, not the best performance from the Tigers, considering you know they beat LSU. I understand. I get Florida's a lot better than LSU, but what did you guys see? Um, perhaps that was missing from Mizzou this time around that cost them uh, against Florida. It was the first time where I really felt just pretty underwhelmed by Mizzou's offense. Um, for the most part, all year they've been able to at least move the ball well. They haven't finished the drives just fantastic all the time, but. I think Connor Basilak had his probably his worst game of the year, uh, and it was just kind of an underwhelming day. I mean, Mizzou just couldn't really get out of their own way. They turned the ball over a lot. Uh, there was a pig fight at the end of the oh yeah at, at the end of the half. Uh, Dan Mullen sucks. Oh, he started that. Yeah, yeah, there's no yeah. Way. yeah. I'm, I'm it's not as big a deal as Dan Mullen made it out to be. Yeah, but yeah, it's just kind of a gross game. I mean, Kyle Trask is really good too. So. Yeah, I agree. Um, Dan Mullen, kind of a 
bad word, but he um, <laughs> Dan Mullins had his issues, and he's just we've seen it on and off the field, and I'm not surprised something like this happened. We're not Missouri's not really a like opponent to them. Yeah, they're not a threat. They're not a rival. There's either. no reason to start anything. There was a late hit. It was a push. Hardly late. Yeah. yeah. Like, he couldn't have really stopped himself without still hitting yeah. the quarterback. He maybe I, I will acknowledge, like, he probably went a little bit, like, he went for it a little bit more than he needed to. Like, he could have at least just, like, He could have held back a little him. bit, but. But, so I get that. But you don't run onto the field and just look like an idiot. And, you know, he's running off the field, too, and he's, like, trying to hype up the fans and stuff. And I'm yeah. like, just get Loser. to your locker room. We've guy. seen this like, before with. Tom Herman and uh, Gundy mm-hmm. in um, Oklahoma State. There was a fight like that after the game two years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's just like coaches need to stay out of that kind of stuff sometimes. I don't know what it is, though. Sometimes I see like like Mizzou. Like I remember against the uh, the Kentucky game, the one guy got knocked out of bounds and every all of like Mizzou players yeah, surrounded him. Yeah, college it, football players do that a lot. No, I, I get that. Yeah. But it seems like just from what I've seen, it's almost like Mizzou's pretty good. At getting chirping. in like teams' heads and chirping, yeah, mm-hmm. they they seemed like I was watching some of the interactions between the players before that fight happened, and like after every incomplete pass, there was always jawing between mm-hmm. the cornerbacks and the receivers. Like I don't know, I think you know that could be a that could be maybe an asset for Missouri if that throws teams off mentally and stuff. But yeah, um, yeah obviously a bit of a late hit, but stupid act, antics by Dan Mullen. Um, Wait, maybe that comes with the new zoo mentality. I don't know. Yeah. But I kind of wanted to see the chirping last year when the season didn't matter. Mm-hmm. In a season that we had, like, that Mizzou had nothing to win for. There would have yeah. been a lot of fun to be the villain. Yeah, just like. Yeah. Just to ant- just antagonize absolutely yeah, everyone. Make everyone can. angry. Would have been fun. Yeah. Could have made Mizzou Even when you're like down a, by 20. Just, the, yeah, but the problem was we didn't know we were playing for nothing. Yeah, until, well, they, really. they probably knew after the... Yeah. It was it sure I, seemed such, like they fit, found yeah. out after the Ole Miss game. After going 6-1 <laughs> and one and six getting and ranked one. and then, and then they were losing 5-0. Like, in a row. No, we were fi- they were 5-1. Five 5-1, and one. Five and one, lost 6-0. No, lost 5-0. in a row. Five in a row. Lost 5-0, in a row, won the 6th game. Yeah, because they beat Arkansas. Ar- that was Arkansas, They beat Arkansas. I watched that game in a Best Buy. <laughs> on a big TV, like in a like a model one headed on. Yeah. Um, but Mizzou, the tests don't get very much easier. Um, they play Georgia, not this weekend, but next weekend, um, the fourteenth. Georgia's currently fifth. Perhaps you know, from what I've heard and kind of what I think, maybe a bit overrated. I don't mm-hmm. know how you guys feel about that. But uh, does Mizzou have any chance of pulling off any sort of upset or coming close? Uh, I think they do, just because I think Georgia's offense is absolutely atrocious. I agree. And their defense is, it's good, it's a Georgia defense, but I mean, their offense is completely one-dimensional right now. If you stop Zamir White, uh, you can pretty much stop that entire offense, because Stetson Bennett is an atrocious quarterback. They need to they need uh, to start JT Daniels. Yeah, JT Daniels transferred there for a reason. Yeah. Who who opted out? Jamie Newman. Jamie Newman yeah. for the draft, right? Yep. But yeah, it was for the draft. Er, and was it for the draft? I yes, it was. It was. Yeah, it was. He's going to the draft. And yeah, when both both of those guys I think would make the Georgia offense a lot better and in turn would make Georgia like a top six team. But with Stetson Bennett right now, that team is not scary to anyone. Even Mizzou, I think. Can be competitive. Yeah, I'd give him more of a chance against Georgia than Florida. What do you think, Eddie? Yeah, I agree. Um, Florida's going to fall pretty hard after this this weekend. I think Florida's going to easily, not easily, 
it'll be a two-score game, but I think Florida will come out and Georgia's going to fall. And we're going to see a, a different Georgia against Mizzou almost. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of segues a little bit, Kenny. You know, we're kind of just looking at a game that, because obviously Mizzou's not on. Um, what game you're watching this week, Kenny, you marked the Florida-Georgia yeah, game. And that's pretty much why. <laughs> yeah. Going into that, I don't. I think Florida is going to dominate this game. It's in Georgia, but Kyle Trask is elite. Yeah. Pitts is elite. Mm-hmm. Their running game is unstoppable. And they have a pretty good secondary. And I, I think it's a good – they have a good offense and defense at this point. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I agree with Kenny here. Uh, Kyle Pitts and Kyle Trask has been an absolutely unstoppable combo this year. And Florida should have just no issue uh, holding off Stetson Bennett yeah. and Zamir White. So I'm, I, I, I definitely expect a Florida win pretty easy win too all right we'll see where that goes i, w- I want to bring up just before i get to your game peyton you know what do you guys think of the chance i know kenny would be very upset with one of these teams but um you know the chances of a possible two sec teams in the playoff this year but one of them being alabama obviously but the other one not being georgia with um you've got florida um and if they win over georgia certainly they're in that discussion mm-hmm. the other one's texas a&m kind oh, of a no. kind of gotten taken advantage of, of of circumstances with teams not starting yet but they're still up there only one loss and it was to alabama i know kenny would not be very happy with that uh, as he's not a big a big uh texas a&m fan but mm-hmm. um what do you guys think of maybe florida in the playoff maybe tamu in the playoff i could definitely see uh Florida making the playoffs. There's just no way that a Kellen Mond led team <laughs> can ever ever like, compete for a national. I like title. Kellen Mond. Kellen Mond is not a good quarterback at all. He has gotten worse every year he's been at Texas A&M. I don't know. And senior yeah. leadership could be. I'm I just do not I'm care saying. about leadership <laughs> whatsoever when you can't throw a football. Fair. He's just an athlete. Um, but not, that's over saying it. Uh, but. <laughs> It's going to be a pretty difficult thing to choose because Florida lost A&M. Mm-hmm. Florida's, if Florida beats Georgia tomorrow, Florida is going to go to the SEC championship. Right. Florida is mm-hmm. going to play Alabama. Alabama wins that game. Florida has two losses. Who do you put in? The team that went to the SEC championship or the team that lost, that went undefeated except losing to Alabama? Probably neither. That's what I'm thinking. But if I had to pick one at that point, they probably would pick Texas A&M, which makes me so upset to yeah, say. Yeah, that, that is tough. But And then they'll play Alabama and get steamrolled. Let's just hope instead that Notre Dame falls off. And, and Cincinnati and falls since, No, and Cincinnati makes the playoff. I was yeah. just going to say that. Or BYU, or, dare I say it, Coastal Carolina. The Chanticleers go undefeated. Let's slow our roll. Can yeah, you name right. one player on Coastal no, Carolina? My mom texted me, I, I Aggies can't. suck. <laughs> Peyton, uh, I agree with real, your mom. Real quick before we uh, head to a break, you your game this week you're watching is Clemson Notre Dame should be a good one. Obviously, mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence is not playing. It will be DJ. Don't know how to pronounce his last name. True freshman quarterback had like a point nine 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 rating yes. on twenty four seven. One do you of think the of highest game? rated recruits ever. Yeah. Uh this is a huge, is he a huge freshman. Yes. Yes. True freshman. Huge, huge test for Notre Dame. Uh, even without Trevor Lawrence, I mean, Clemson is just such a tier above maybe everyone except for Alabama that this is such a huge proving ground for Notre Dame. Uh, I don't know. because DJ Ui 
Angalale. That's that's speak. pretty close, I think. Ui Angagale. Yeah. DJ. Uh, we can just call him DJ. He's still, yeah, I'm going to call him DJ now. He's st- an absolute, I mean, people are like, oh, it's not Trevor Lawrence. This guy is one of the highest rated high school recruits ever. Ever. So he went to John Bosco, which is a really good football yes. school. And so if Notre Dame is able to win this weekend, that's not nothing at all. I mean, people will be like, oh, they didn't have Trevor Lawrence. That's still, in my mind, mm. that's a very impressive win for them. Yeah, Clemson doesn't really have to worry about when Trevor leaves this year. He said he's thinking about staying. He's not staying. No. He's going to be the first overall pick. Yeah. Most definitely, unless the team is the Dolphins. But um, – <laughs> Because they they might get the first pick from the Texans or someone. Um, I've heard the Jets might not they might not pick him either. Yeah, yeah. So it just depends. Um, but I think the only thing I have to say about this is uh, Ian Book, Notre Dame quarterback. Oh God, oh, Heisman boy. on his way. Um, I've actually tweeted about Ian Book. Really? Yeah, he threw a pick and I tweeted Ian Book just got red. Ah, that's funny. Yeah, banger. Should I do the Notre Dame fight song? No. I don't like uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Break fighting time. Irish so that's going to do it for fame. college fight, football fight, 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 roundup. Fight. We're going to take a quick break, but then when we come back, we're going to dive straight into um, NFL predictions for this coming week, and uh, we've got a special guest joining us. Don't want to miss that. You're listening to The Unwritten Rule, KCOU 88.1 FM. Hey, Joey. I got some stuff you just got to try. What is it? KCOU would like to remind you that Missouri Tiger football and basketball are brought to you by El Rancho. Catch every Mizzou football game and Mizzou men's basketball game on KCOU 88.1 FM and on KCOU.FM. While you are online, check out El Rancho's website at www.columbiamomexicanfood.com or visit them downtown at 1014 East Broadway. Thank you, El Rancho, for supporting KCOU Sports. If you love them enough to sit through their favorite boy band with them, then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're correctly buckled in the back seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Yo. Yo. MF Doom. Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic. Bellin. What up? Yeah. Say again. What's the word? It's cracking, boy. Same old shit, man. Man. Rap snitches, man. Sitting in the court and be their own star witness. Do you see the perpetrator? Yeah, I'm right here for work around. Get the whole label sent up for years. Uh, rap snitches, telling all their business. Sit in the court and be their own star witness. Do you see the perpetrator? Yeah, I'm right here for work around. Get the whole label sent up for years. Uh, Type profile low, like eight and paid in full. Attract heavy cash, cut the game centrifugal. Mr. Fantastic, long go like elastic. All my life with twin clocks that's made out of plastic. Can stand up brown nose and it's half tag. Admiring my style, tall bust on hats and plotting, playing the quickest. My flow's the sickest, muscle will be the thickest. My drove, the stickiest, street nugget, stamped and bona fide. When beef jump, niggas come get me, cause they know I ride. True to the ski mask, New York's my origin. Play a fake gangster like an old accordion. According to him, when the D's rushed in, complication from the wild. 
Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Unwritten Rule KCOU 88.1 FM. Um, little uh, old school hip hop for you guys on the track. Bring us back in. Shout out. Um, I miss the 90s. Yeah, the 90s. Good time. Um, we are hopefully going to be joined by our friend Kai for some um, NFL predictions. Worst case, we've got a Zoom going. So, uh, Kai, we know you can hear us. We're going to have him put his picks in the chat for the Zoom. And we'll uh, we'll debate his takes. We can't figure we out can't how to get him on him. audio because we currently can't hear him. Unfortunately, through the studio, something might be bugging. But um, you guys will just get started, I reckon. Um, you know, this week should have some interesting games. We're gonna start in the AFC South. Um, we'll let we'll let Kai just put your you know prediction in the chat as it as it goes. But Kenny and Peyton, the first game, Texans Jags, Kenny. Oh, this will be the the Texans' second and only win this season. Second and only? Second and only win. Second and only. Second and only. You realize second does not mean that's their only win. Second win of the season. There you go. And only win for the rest of the season. I know what I said. Mm -hmm. That's it. They're Uh, going to win this game. Uh, I know the Jaguars have Jake Lutton, Jake Luton, rookie from Oregon Luton. State, starting. Really? Uh, I don't know how you say it, but yeah, I don't think he's going to be able to stop, um, or I don't think he's going to match uh, Deshaun Watson, rather. So I'm going to go with uh, the Texans in this game. Who did Kai go with? Uh, Kai also went with the Texans in this game. Can Kai um, talk? Kai, I don't think... Is around. You hear me? Oh, oh, we can hear oh, Kai. Oh, oh my gosh. There oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Kai, uh, you picked the Houston? You picked the yes. Houston, the Texans? Um I Peyton, I'm either team is good, but the Texans have the Sean Watson, so All right. I agree. Uh that just give them one, one up. <laughs> uh Kenny's just very flabbergasted by your uh <laughs> I haven't your, heard your, Kai's voice in presence. months. Me neither. Uh Peyton, who'd you say? I'm sorry, I missed it. The Tejans. Texans. All right, Texans around the horn for everybody. Uh next. The best division of football, the NFC East, the Giants versus the Washington football team. Kai, who are you going with? I'm going to go Giants. Um, Daniel Jones is pretty bad, but I think he can uh, pull out a win against the Washington team because they're not that good. Kenny? I'm going Washington. I know Kai is a big Nationals fan, but for some reason doesn't like the Washington football team. Um, but he, you know, we have a lot of Washington friends on Twitter, and I like to see them happy. Uh, yeah, I, we do have a lot of, uh, Washington, uh, friends on Twitter. Unfortunately. That being said, yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure why that happened, but, uh, yeah, they're not going to beat the Giants. They, both these teams are terrible, but I think Daniel Jones is better than Kyle Allen. All right. Uh, Kai, next up is the Ravens against the Colts. Who are you going with? Oh, this might sound biased, but I'm going to go with the Colts. Oh my Ooh. goodness. I like it. Jonathan the Taylor's Ravens are without their number one corner and their left tackle, and they've got a bunch of other on the COVID list. And uh, the Colts got the best defense in the league, so Bang. I don't right. think uh, Lamar mm-hmm. will beat them. All right, Kenny? Yeah, I agree with uh, Kai. I'm oh, taking cool. the Colts as well, oh, even though goodness. I do not like anything that comes out of Indianapolis, and their stadium is ugly. Hey, it was but, nice when we went by it. No, I took a picture in front of Lucas Oil with my Texans hoodie on, <laughs> repping my city. No, but uh, even without, is it Darius Leonard? Yes. Darius Leonard is not even playing, 
and this Colts defense is still number one in the league. They're gonna they're gonna give uh, Lamar a run for his money. They're gonna come out on top, even with a bottom five quarterback. <laughs> Yeah, that's just not going to happen. Jamal Charles QB, I think, is still going to be able to get this one done. Uh, There's just he's he was the MVP last year for a reason. And even without Ronnie Stanley, who is a great left tackle, top probably three easily. um, Yeah, it's it's. The Ravens are just too dangerous in my mind. They should have They're beat the, they should have no. beat the Steelers last week. <laughs> they barely just, snuck well, past the Texans. I can I can get behind your frauds Titans take, but not the Ravens. Lamar's uh, a fraud. Jamal <laughs> Charles QB. Next up is uh, Lions and Vikings. Kai, who are you taking that one? Uh, the Vikings, just because Matthew Stafford's not playing because of COVID. All right. Yeah, I agree. Um, Dalvin Cook. Is an elite running back. He he runs this offense. I don't care what you say, Peyton. He, oh, he's going to be injured next week. Yeah, Doesn't Dalvin matter. He's Cook, a top five running back in the Dalvin league. Dalvin Cook is a fantastic running back when he plays. It doesn't uh, matter. They're going to win the year he plays. Wait, who's playing quarterback this week for the Lions? Uh, oh, David Blau or oh gosh, your your backup quarterback from last year, Chase Daniel. Chase that, Daniel. Yeah, Mizzou that's made. Right. Mizzou made. made Chase Daniel. It doesn't matter. The Vikings are going to win. Not because of Dalvin Cook, but because they, Matthew Stafford. They won them because of Dalvin Cook last week. Against cool. the, against the team that's going to win one game. the North. That's one game. The North <laughs> isn't good. <laughs> all right. Payton, Vikings, though. Payton, you're taking so Vikings all the way. Next up, uh, the Bears versus the Titans. Kai, who are you picking? Uh, I've said it all year. The Bears are a fraud team, so I'm going to go with Ryan Tannehill and the Titans. Kenny? Uh, this is the Fraud Bowl 2020. <laughs> uh, the Titans are frauds. They lost to the Bengals. It's true. I'm, hey, taking, I'm taking the Titans. Joe Burrow. <laughs> Joe Burrow. Uh, I'm taking the Titans. Bears aren't good. <laughs> six and six by the time they faith. play the Texans. Never has faith in this team. They're on this not show. good. Uh, next, Panthers Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs, easily. All right. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, this is probably, yeah, this probably it's just it. Uh, it'll be, I think, a high-scoring game. I still am a fan of the Panthers' offense, but, yeah, Chiefs are much better. Yeah, I'd I'd probably take KC. This next one should be a pretty good game. Seahawks, Bills, Kai, who are you thinking? This is one of the ones I'm looking forward to most because the Bills need to show if they're actually legit. Um, but I got to go with Russell Wilson. You can't, you can't bet against him. Mm-hmm. He always finds a way. I'd have to agree. Yeah, I agree with it. I think it'll come down to the last quarter again. We'll see a Russell Wilson final drive to seal the game. Um, the Bills lose this game. They're frauds. They're still frauds. They've been frauds all year. Josh Allen's not good. Josh Allen is going to be a first-round exit. Everyone, every, every, everyone's everyone just a fraud in your eyes. No, they're frauds. My fraud ranking right now is... Titans, Saints, Bills. Your fraud Honorable ranking ma- doesn't have Chicago in the top oh, three? Because y'all aren't frauds anymore. Y'all are just bad. <laughs> Whatever. We're it's still just, five and three in one game out of just first. <laughs> hey, who are you picking? Uh, Seattle. <laughs> I still right. am a huge fan of Josh Allen's, but Seattle, Russell Wilson's MVP easily. Broncos, Falcons, next up, Kai. I'm going to go with Denver. Uh, mm. I just don't trust the Falcons after the last two years of their football. They just every time I've picked them, they've choked. So not a bad call, Kenny. Yeah, agreed. Um, I guess he is legit. Our yeah. guy Drew Lock, he's legit. Drew Lock and the Falcons. It's not Dan Quinn. It's that state. 
Yeah. The Falcons got to leave. <laughs> it's it's not even football anymore. It's every it's sport every, and it's and it, voting. Life. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the election. Pain, the election now. Payne, uh, who are you picking? Oh, this is tough because Denver De- – Drew Locke really, really looked good in the fourth quarter last week. But you have to remember the previous seven quarters where he looked absolutely atrocious. And Drew Locke can dance and Matt Ryan can't. Facts. <laughs> That's Facts. Fair. Uh yeah, Drew Locke can rap also. Matt Ryan can't. <laughs> that being said, I'm still I'm gonna take the Falcons. What kind of music right. does Matt Ryan listen to? Christian Rock. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably one hundred percent on the dot. He uh, went to Boston College. Raiders, Raiders Chargers, Kai. Uh Justin Herbert all the way. Chargers. Chargers. I think his defense won't let him down this week, and he's going to play phenomenal. So, mm-hmm. Kenny? Yeah, agreed. The Raiders, it's just insane how much they don't believe in COVID. You know, they lost <laughs> yeah, so many facts. players. It's crazy. Go. Peyton? Um, yeah, I'm going to take the Chargers. I mean, Justin Herbert's been awesome. He's going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah, and it's yeah. a shame that his the rest of his team just can't help him out. All right. Uh, Dolphins-Cardinals. Kai? I gotta go with uh, my guy Kyler Murray. Kai, um, we're Murray. <laughs> Tua, <laughs> Tua had a shaky game. I mean, I know it's his first, but oh, wait. I yeah. think uh, Kyler Murray's just better right now, mm-hmm. and so are the Cardinals. Kenny, yeah, I agree. Um, this would be a good game for Tua. Another, he did great in his first start against the Rams. No, Ram. he didn't. No, he didn't. They won. He, he had he didn't 90 have yards. He had ninety-five yards throwing. He was terrible. You have 90 yards. Okay, you know what? Touchdown. I'm taking the Dolphins. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Peyton, Lefty quarterback over righty. Yeah, whatever. Thanks for the free pick. I'm a big <laughs> fan of this Dolphins team, but Tua's just, I don't think Tua's ready right now. And They're going to bring in Murray, Fitzmagic, and he's going to destroy your boomer I'm quarterback. I'm sure they're bringing, in, uh, they're bringing in Ryan Fitzpatrick at this point. All that right. would make Magic. total sense. All right, rapid fire for the last three. Steelers, Cowboys. Kai? Steelers. Kenny? Cowboys aren't good. Steelers. Uh, Peyton. Yes, Steelers. Okay, yeah. There's no, there's no, no other choice. Uh, Saints, Buccaneers. Buccaneers. Drew Brees is a fraud. Kenny. Agreed. Slant Merchant is he might play actually. Slant, so. Mer- slant, slant Boy might be back. Slant Boy might be back. That's uh, Michael Thomas. For yeah, the, yeah, Slant no. Boy um, will be back. Oh, I chose the Bucks but, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I'm still going with the Bucks. All right, Bucks. <laughs> and last but not least, Patriots, Jets. The Jets in an upset. Oh, he, he might not whoa, be wrong. Whoa. This might be the Jets' week to win. This could be the Jets' this week could to be win. The, the Patriots J-E-T-S. are out. Like Cam Newton's MVP season that Peyton was praising about, gone. You were there too. You were. I you said agreed they, with me. I said they'd be a wild card team. Yeah, but you agreed that Cam Newton was a MVP candidate. I did not say that through three weeks of the year. Uh, uh, I don't like that you're accusing me of fraudness. Take, take your pick, Mister Baker's a top ten QB. Let's go, Let's Jets. J E T S. Peyton, are you picking the Jets? No, I'm going to take the Pats just because okay. I still don't think the Jets are good enough good. to win one game. We have game. some semblance of normalcy in this. That being said, if, I hope the Jets win because if the Jets win this game, I the, the amount of fallout from New England would be hilarious. Before we go, yeah, Kai, I'm wearing a top 10 quarterback in the league's jersey right now. Who is it? It's Baker. It is. Oh, my oh wait, did you see it? I, I Well, I was like... Is that a Cleveland jersey? And I was like, Kenny doesn't like the Browns. Yeah. So I wasn't for sure. But... Yeah, it's a Baker one. Yeah. Go he got it. Baker. All right. Yeah, the league's, league's lucky the best quarterback's on a bye this week. So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Well, with that take, um, Kai, thank you so much for <laughs> joining us. That's going to do it for us here on the Unwritten Rule. We uh, 
We hope you enjoy your weekend, and uh, we'll be back right here, same time, same place, 3 o'clock in the KCOU studio. And, yeah, have a good weekend, everybody. With a handful of rain, I come stepping around your way. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top quality, personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash SiriusXM.